Hey everyone, you're listening to The Reality of It Is. I'm here with another friend on parenting. I guess. I yes. guess. I started doing something a little different. I usually ask um, for specific topics from friends. And then I realized that what I think is the actual story or what they're actually going through isn't isn't what I assume. Mm -hmm. And so this time I didn't really prep for this interview as far as what I normally do. Um, but that's okay because I think it's going to be really good and I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, I mean, like we talked about before we went on there, there's nothing that can prepare you for becoming a parent. So prepping for this interview, nah, don't worry very, about it. Very true. Yeah, I guess that's the first step. <laughs> It's a, not nearly of a taste of what real parenting is, but the way you got to go about it. Mm -hmm. Every day is a learning experience. It's not not unlike a lot of aspects of life. It's just turned up by a factor of a thousand. So Rough. Uh, I'm excited and not excited for all of it. So can I say how we know each other? Do you feel comfortable yeah, with that? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I know Diffin, that's not even his first name, but I just call him Diffin. And I think I called you that. Did I call you professor? Well, I, I, went, I went by senor for oh, a really long time, but senor. that really didn't stick with a lot of kids. So. <laughs> uh, so he was my high school Spanish teacher and soccer coach. And I don't know, we just kind of meshed, I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, got along pretty well, even, even though I was in high school. I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a lot of relationships like that. Um, and we kept in touch and we were still friends and done with college. And now you're, you don't teach anymore, but you have a lot of side projects going on, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, uh, trying to get a book published right now. That's a ton of fun. If you ever want to have me back, I can talk about the pain and misery associated with that process. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just joined a board of a local nonprofit called the Austin Allies. And uh, we work to connect families with volunteer organizations, sort of bridging the gap. A lot of people want to volunteer more, yeah. but don't even know necessarily how to, how to start that or who to contact. So that's, that's cool. what we do. We set up opportunities for people uh, to volunteer in the Austin area. No, That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'll talk to you about that after this. Yay. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. so cool. So can we Google Austin Alliance and then we'll... Austin Allies. Austin Allies. Yes. And we will... You'll come across our webpage with our mission and our board members. And uh, we have a calendar online that you can sign up for. It's just sort of links to a sign up genius. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can check out what we, what we do around town. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'd say maybe one of your most important roles is being a dad. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's definitely role number one in my life. I'm a stay-at-home parent. Like you mentioned, I uh, retired from teaching after seven years when my son was born mm -hmm. and have never, ever wanted to go back to the working world. I'm lucky enough to have a spouse who can support me in that mm -hmm. endeavor. And uh, it, was always, it was always a dream of mine to be a stay-at-home parent. I know that's kind of different for a lot of men, uh, right. a lot of males to say, but it's uh, it's something that was always sort of percolating inside of me even when I was little. Um, I was actually in my household and I grew up in the 80s and 90s here in Austin, uh, but my dad was the stay-at-home parent in our oh, household. Okay. He, uh, he was retired military and mm. worked for the Texas Board of Education for a long time. And my mother also worked for the state. And when I was about to be born, they talked about it and talked about who would end up staying home versus who would yeah. keep working or if they wanted uh, to both keep working and pursue their careers. And my dad was just sort of done uh, with work at that point. He was in the military before, like I said, and then uh, went to work for the state and had kind of just gotten to the point where he didn't need to do it anymore. So he decided to stay home. And it was my dad who took me to all my practices, my dad who came to school, and my dad who volunteered at my school. Um, my dad who did the majority of the cooking around the house, the majority of the cleaning around the house, all the, a lot of the accounting and stuff. So I grew up with a masculine presence around all the time. Yeah. 
and it wasn't ever weird for me or for him. And mm-hmm. so when I started to think about what my life would be like in the future, it was always sort of a goal of mine to be a stay-at-home dad. Okay, even you before, knew. Yeah, even before I was married or anything, that's what I wanted to do eventually. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a special circumstance that worked out for me. And yeah. like I said, my wife is an amazing woman. Uh, she's an attorney here in Austin, and we are blessed enough that her income can support me staying at home with our kids and mm-hmm. being the chauffeur, the cook, the yeah. cleaning, and all that stuff. All of it. Mm-hmm. Did you when you or I was gonna ask when you met your wife. And y'all started getting serious. Did y'all talk about it? But you guys have been together since high school. Uh, Yes and no. We've known each other since middle school. Okay. Uh, And we had a brief stint dating in high school. Um, That did not go well. She broke my heart, (laughs) as she was wont to do at the time. Uh, We got back together in college. Okay. um, And dated pretty much since the middle of freshman year uh, of college and stayed together through that entire time. to answer your question, we never really explicitly talked about it. Um, and I think I came to the understanding that I would be a stay-at-home parent far before she came to that realization. Mm-hmm. Um, you've met my wife occasionally. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's a powerhouse. She's a yeah. total, total alpha. Yeah. And when I married her, I always assumed, even though it was unspoken, mm-hmm. that I was going to be sort of in the background of her career. Right. Um, that's not, it sounds weird to say uh-huh. that it's not passive or submissive or anything like that. It's just recognizing that her career aspirations and her career possibilities uh-huh. outstripped mine by a factor of 10 to one. I was a high school teacher, right. so yeah. not to get into specifics, but my salary wasn't going to cover yeah. childcare. Yeah. So Financially speaking, emotionally speaking, um, and just, you know, happiness-wise, it made sense for me to retire mm-hmm. when our first son was born, when my son was born. Yeah. So that's a really long way of answering your question that I sort of always knew I would be a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. And she came around to the idea when it presented itself. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I like the idea of not having everything figured out in the relationship yeah, and then it kind of develops or unravels and yet you have a partner that's willing to help unravel whatever that is with you mm-hmm. and accept it. Oh, well, it won't work otherwise. So yeah. it's, it's gotta be a team effort. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's not a team effort, if you're both not rolling in the same direction, the boat's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like that's been a really important I don't mean to stay on this topic, but it's been a really important uh, teaching or learning experience, I I should say, because I think um, I thought that your partner and you kind of need to have everything figured out Mm. first and then and then you can get married and have kids and all those kinds of things. And now I'm at the point where it's like, oh, I so that's not possible. Hmm. That's idealistic in a perfect world and it's not reality and it doesn't exist and doesn't work. But if I have a partner who's willing to figure out how mm-hmm. to deal with these yeah, things. Willing to take the journey with you because, yeah, life has this crazy way of taking your expectations and shattering them like, a yeah. like oh, this is what you were planning to do with your life. Gotcha. That's too bad. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think I don't think it's bad to have expectations or goals as mm-hmm. it is, but maintaining flexibility is key and you need to have a partner who understands that totally. things are going to change. Mm-hmm. And that transitions to parenting because let me tell you, <laughs> everything changes when you mm-hmm. become a parent. And the expectations that I had going in were just so, so completely misguided. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, not in a, oh, this is so much worse than I thought it would be or so much harder, but just in an an unrealistic way. Um, yeah. Again, my, my wife likes to poke fun at me that when I was younger, I was really, really sort of malleable with regards to media. Okay. Like, I, Again, I graduated from high school in 99. I graduated from college in 03. Mm-hmm. And I was under the impression that a degree 
would get me a job. As as we all are graduating. Yeah, period. Totally. End of statement. And yeah. Uh, yeah. that realization and having to job hunt for almost a year, being placed by a temp agency after that, and mm-hmm. then really having to wait another year before I was able to teach, that, that was sort of a reckoning moment in my life. And parenting was the same way, but again, by a factor of a thousand. You have yeah. these expectations of what your... Uh, pregnancy is going to be like yeah. a lot of women sort of, mm-hmm. I, I, I think a lot of women have this predisposition of this is going to be easy. This is going to be hard, but I know what to expect that that's the first sign that life is going to change when your pregnancy starts doing things you had no idea about. For example, my wife, when she was pregnant with our son could mm-hmm. not eat broccoli. She could not be in a room with broccoli that okay. had been cooked. It made her physically ill. To That's be nuts. around cooked broccoli uh-huh. when she was pregnant, um, her taste buds changed, and she transitioned on the types of wine she liked drinking before and after. Obviously, not during pregnancy, <laughs> but what the foods she liked before pregnancy were suddenly foods she wouldn't like after pregnancy, and those are things That's that nuts. you can't predict. And no one, I don't think anyone really does a good job of preparing you for. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a. Th- I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Something else to look forward to down the line. I have another friend who was a middle school teacher and uh, her foot grew another two sizes. And it's so funny because, okay, if bone is growing, no, it's not going to go back down. But I even asked her, I was like, wait, did it? Did you go back to your regular size <laughs> after pregnancy? But no, you don't. Like, no, nope, don't. The, the changes are immense. Nuts. So were you more, was pregnancy more shocking than parenthood? No, no. Okay. Um, parenthood, I like to, I like to quote my best friend. He said the absolute best thing about being a parent it's concise it's to the point and it really just captures things that you can't expect beforehand and that's that when you become a parent the kids they're always there i know you talked about in your previous podcast like about having a roommate who comes and goes and how you're worried that how that transition will happen for you when you do eventually get a roommate yeah when you have a kid, they never leave. Even when they are not in your house, they are always there. And so I'm a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. I spend my days doing my kids' laundry, mm. cooking my kids' food, cleaning up my kids' messes, uh, taking my kids to their events, whether they're school, softball, soccer, parkour, scouts, yeah. whatever it is we're doing. Yeah. And so even now, my daughter is in first grade, my son's in second. Mm-hmm. So I have all this free time, you know, yay, this is the time I get to chill out by myself and do nothing. No, that's not how it works at all. <laughs> that that I don't have more than probably two hours, maybe two and a half hours a week to really pursue some of my hobbies and passions mm-hmm. because the rest of the time I'm going to the grocery store, mm. I'm meal prepping, I'm, like I said, doing the laundry, yeah. uh, keeping up with everything else that has to go on just to maintain a marriage on top of the kids uh activities in existence Mm -hmm. so yeah no the the idea that kids are always around is just a great quote Mm -hmm. because it i think really anchors the fact that your life is totally changed and not only is your life changed it's no longer about you yeah. It's officially entirely about somebody else. I'm so nervous for having to take care of another human being that has no capabilities. Like their life, that's how I'm, but it's true. Like their I think their life depends on me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feed this human, that's it. I mean, luckily enough, some instinctual stuff will kick in when you have a baby and you will that that mm, how should I say that sort of desire mm-hmm. to love on and protect another human being usually I mean it comes along pretty naturally okay. um, one of the things we talked about before this podcast and that sort of shattering the expectations mm-hmm. of 
of children was when my son was born. And mm -hmm. if there if there are some pauses or if I take some breaks while speaking, it's because you know I have a hope and an expectation that my son will, will maybe someday someday hear this, mm. and I need to be very careful with my words and sure. keep it clear that any feelings or emotions that I describe mm -hmm. are not related to him. He did not yes. cause them right. at all. Um, they were my instinctual reactions mm -hmm. to a situation that I wasn't prepared for. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone's prepared to be a parent. You think you are. You read right. all the books, uh, you read all the blogs, you read all the magazines, and you're like, I've got this. And then <laughs> the most terrifying moment of your life is when you leave the hospital. Yeah. You've had an army of nurses and an army of doctors, if you're lucky enough, to take care of you for two days, three days, depending on your health care. Yeah. And then you put your son or your daughter in a car seat and they say, bye-bye now. <laughs> and this human being. I, I'm sure I was the 10,000th dad to make the exact same joke of, wait, you guys are following us home, right? We'll be, we'll be all home <laughs> together. And they're not. They're cleaning up your room and making it ready for another person who's going to come in there and have their life changed that yeah, day. That's so crazy. you put your kid in a car seat, you load them in the car, you take them home and you breathe and you go, what, what did I just do? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. What What is going on? So, yeah, I, I just I'm going to try my best to be careful sure. talking about my kids and the relationships and the reactions I've had mm -hmm. because of them. Nothing they've ever done has hurt me or negatively impacted me, but it's not a reflection of them. it's not a reflection of them. It's a reflection of my weakness mm -hmm. as a as a dad with how I felt at certain times. Sure. And as a human being. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good luck all future dads. Yeah. You guys have fun now. <laughs> That's it. There's no advice. The podcast is done. <laughs> now, we, we, we came across this idea talking over coffee a while back because my, my understanding of parenthood was shattered when my son was born. Um, the, the expectation, and we talked again, the idea that college equals job right that's one tiny percentage of what my my son's birth was like and the big thing was i expected wrongly or incorrectly mm -hmm. that i would have an innate organic love for my son the mm -hmm. moment he was born yeah and i share that story for other people not to worry them Mm -hmm. not to upset them, but to prepare them for the idea that you might not have those feelings the moment your child is born. I did not mm -hmm. fall in love with my son until he was probably six weeks old. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to lean in here and say he did nothing wrong. Yeah, He was an infant. Mm -hmm. He did not upset me. He did not mentally or emotionally abuse me. All he did was exist. My reaction to his existence was mm -hmm. what was unexpected. Sure. Um, I was thinking, you know, like a, a rom-com or a sitcom on TV. You bring your kid home and it's love and hugs and kisses and mm -hmm. easy feedings and short nights, you know, but no big deal because right. that's what everyone goes through. Mm -hmm. And instead, I was having not only feelings of self-doubt, Mm -hmm. but feelings of why did we do this? Yeah. What did we do to our lives mm. about this? Um, did you feel regret? You know, honestly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The first night that our son was at our house was one of the worst nights of our life. Ugh, um, yeah. I will not go into the details. Um, mm -hmm. You can read about post and post-pregnancy everything if you want to mm -hmm. um but that was a struggle and i yeah i will i'll be honest regret is definitely something mm -hmm. that came up now that he's older now that i have grown now that i understand more about what parenting is i don't have any feelings like that at all yeah but i want people to know that it's not uncommon mm -hmm. to feel that Mm -hmm. after childbirth right i'm not saying it will happen to you i'm not saying it will happen definitely to a specific person 
but I don't want people to get into sort of a de- depressive spiral like I did. Mm-hmm. I was angry because I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And the feeling that I should be happy made me angry. Right. And you can follow yeah, that totally. logical reasoning just down, down into a dark place that wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't a good place to be. Mm-hmm. But it's a normal place to be. And it does pass. It does get better. And I think for specifically for a lot of dads out there, the moment that it gets better, for me, it got better when my son really started to recognize me. Okay. When I could tell he was looking forward to seeing me. And mm-hmm. that happens really early. It's about six weeks. That's crazy. Um, your child will become more aware of their surroundings. They will create their own sort of systems. And my son started responding to my voice. He started responding mm. uh, to uh, my laughter. He started responding to my face. And mm. that's when I fell in love with my son. Mm-hmm. Completely and totally. Yeah. But those weeks beforehand were hard because I, I was working then. Okay. My wife wasn't. Oh, okay. She was she was at home on maternity leave and so I was in my last uh, last six months as a teacher. Okay. We knew I was gonna retire at that point, but I hadn't made that jump yet. Yeah. And I would get home and see how exhausted she was. Mm-hmm. I would see how exhausted my mother-in-law was who was helping us out. Mm. And I would come home to a house that was literally identical to the one I had left. And so I'm talking cereal mm. bowls still out, laundry not done. Yeah. And feeling overwhelmed by this idea of not only being a parent, but being a spouse and being a homemaker mm-hmm. and wondering why did we choose to do this to ourselves? <laughs> we were perfectly happy before this person came into our lives. Mm-hmm. And now we've decided to put everything aside just to take care of this infant. Yeah. Who at the time, I didn't really like yeah. very much. At that time, I loved my wife yeah. so much more right? because that's who I'd chosen to marry. That's who I'd chosen to spend the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. This child was proving to be more of a burden than I anticipated, mm-hmm. and that unlocked a lot of negative feelings inside me. Mm-hmm. Did you... Were you all planning on having a kid? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was totally planned. Like I said, we read all the books, read all the yeah. manuals, read all the magazines, mm-hmm. thought thought we were as prepared as anyone could be, mm-hmm. but then life threw a wrench at us. His birth was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Again, no no details. Apologies if that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's okay. if that's no fun. Um, <laughs> his birth was traumatic. His first night at home. Traumatic for him or his wife? Or his wife, your wife. Both. Okay. Both. Um, first day at home, traumatic for him and mm-hmm. my wife. Mm-hmm. And they started to bond through motherhood. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I wasn't involved in that process. Yeah. You know, that's not something I'm physically capable of doing. So my relationship with my son had to be built over time uh-huh. with interactions that... I can do. I was bottle feeding when appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do a nighttime feeding. Um, to be totally honest, I was missing a whole lot of school. Um, yeah. And I would wake up. You'll, li- you'll like the story. I would set my alarm for two in the morning, mm-hmm. wake up, send an email to the principal <laughs> saying, my son's, having, my son's having a really rough night. We think he might have a fever. I'm not going to be able to make it in today. Oh, man. And that's a... That's a whole nother story that we can get into on a, a different one. Um, but I was as involved as I could be with mm-hmm. my son, but it still took a long time. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like that much now to me, but when you're getting three, two sections of three hours worth of sleep a night yeah. because it's broken up by one or two feedings, six weeks turns into a really, really long time, particularly when you're still working. Yeah. And so those those six weeks were hard. Mm-hmm. But it's important that I also emphasize that over time, my feelings changed. Sure. My that love did start to grow organically, did start to happen naturally. And now I can't imagine life without my son. He's eight years old. Mm-hmm. He is the most important little boy in my life. Mm-hmm. My daughter is the most important little girl in my life. Mm hmm. 
I can't imagine life without them now, I would be a completely different person. That's terrifying to think of. (laughs) But most of all, I wouldn't... Let me put it this way. So we have joys in our life. Like Mm -hmm. one of my favorite joys of being a teacher was we call the light bulb moment when a student (laughs) figures something out. Sure. Student, they've been struggling with something for days or weeks or even an entire school year. And suddenly that moment clicks. You've been working with that student for however long and the light bulb goes off. The concept clicks. Mm -hmm. That's the best moment of teaching. That's cool. The same thing happens as a parent Mm -hmm. and it's magnified again a Mm -hmm. thousand times over. When my son figures something out, when my daughter figures something out that they've been working on or struggling with, mm-hmm. oh man, I can't, I cannot put it into words. It's a feeling that you cannot convey to someone who hasn't lived it. Mm-hmm. So. At what point after the six weeks, or maybe it wasn't the six week mark, did you think, oh, okay, despite this hell, my word, not you haven't said that. Yeah. Um, it's worth it. Um, fell in love with my son when he was six months, six weeks old. Retired to be a dad when he was six months old. Mm-hmm. I'd say yeah, right, right when I started officially staying at home. Um, I did not handle the childbirth transition well, but I did handle the stay-at-home parenting transition well Mm -hmm. i understood the importance of having a schedule let my child set that schedule Mm. uh so i had it down to a science we'd wake up early feeding play in the morning morning nap afternoon Mm. wake up run whatever errand we needed to run in the afternoon whether it was to the grocery store or a library or wherever Mm -hmm. else we needed to be uh come home for lunch afternoon nap prep dinner I, i had that down to a science i was really good at that so that that when I started staying at home full time, that's mm-hmm. when it clicked for me that yeah. this was going to be OK. But I, and then at six weeks, though, I guess, was that the point where you're like, oh, OK, I'll try it out, even though you can't really try it out because he's your kid. No, um, I mean, I think there were natural reactions to his progression as a baby. Mm-hmm. And so at six, six weeks, your child starts to become more awake, more aware of their surroundings. And so when he acknowledged me mm-hmm. and my presence in his life, that's when it really started to feel like, OK, I can I can do this. He knows who I am. Right. He appreciates what I'm doing. He's excited to see me. Mm-hmm. I can I can do this now. Yeah, I, I see the value mm-hmm. in this relationship now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I guess thinking just, you know, off, off the cuff here, it's not like I'm. It's not in it's not different from any other relationship that way. If you're mm-hmm. putting everything in and not getting anything out, okay. It's there's no value in that relationship. And that's where I was. Gotcha. I wasn't getting anything out. Mm-hmm. But when he started to display affection, display love, display excitement okay. towards me, I was starting to get something out of it. And the difference between would you guess or maybe talking with your wife learn that the difference between your relationship and growing to feel a um, a mutual relationship versus a mom and a baby is it different because the mom is obviously carrying the baby and so but also it's instinctual or I think so again I'm going to be careful because I, I can only speak from my perspective which is yeah. the dad perspective um it's, it's a funny thought experiment and an uncomfortable one, mm-hmm. but it occurred to me when uh, when my son was born is that his mom is 100% sure that mm. that is her baby. Now, it's funny now because oh. my son is, he's he's eight, and so he's always correcting me. You can't be 100% sure about something, daddy. You can only be 99.999 or, you know, there's not 100% chance it's going to rain. It's only 99.99 or whatnot, but- there is kind of a biological distinction between a mother who carries her child and a father who is 99.9999 mm-hmm. to infinity percent sure that that child is his. Mm-hmm. And that that little tiny difference can grow depending on your reaction 
to a baby. Mine was negative. So I never doubted that my son was mine. That has never crossed my mind. He looks exactly like me. He (laughs) looked exactly like me when he was born. Okay. But that hint of a doubt, I think, can manifest other places. And I think it can feed other negative emotions. That insecurity Mm -hmm. of... I didn't carry that baby. Mm-hmm. It's like, I did I, you, you ask yourself, was this the right thing to do? Mm. And then that sort of blossoms into, is this even my baby? Am mm-hmm. I a hundred? And th- those are natural mm-hmm. negative emotions that can come up. I'm not the only dad who has experienced these. I've talked to a lot yeah. of other people who have, I've talked to a lot of other people who haven't just right. based on, how their different childbirth experience was. I have a friend who had twins Mm -hmm. uh, right around the same time my daughter was born. And his twins, they came prematurely, which Mm -hmm. is very common in twins. Sure. But because they were premature, he flipped immediately into instinctual protect mode. Okay, okay. And he, I've, I've had this discussion with him a couple times. I don't think he'll be upset by me mentioning this story. Mm-hmm. But his brain flipped over immediately to, I must protect these two. Sure. I must do everything in my power to protect them. And so his love bridge mm-hmm. was built by necessity mm-hmm. immediately upon childbirth. Okay. I didn't have that experience. Yeah. In fact, my negative experience with childbirth initiated feelings of regret Hmm. and wondering whether or not I'd made the right choice. So Mm -hmm. even just that one moment, the first moment of parenting can have lingering effects that can take a while to overcome. Did you share those feelings with your wife as they were happening? I don't remember if we'd talked about it at that exact time, but since then, yeah. Right. Since then, for sure. Mm-hmm. Particularly when we talked to, when we decided to have a second, a second child. Right. Yeah. Um, did you have the same experience on your second child? You know, that's, it's funny and I know people can't see me, but I'm smiling now, but <laughs> it, it works out in such a way that my son's birth was so traumatic mm-hmm. that my wife was automatically cleared for a C-section for our okay. second child. Okay. And because of that, her birth was a breeze. <laughs> Easiest thing ever. The There was a tiny hiccup mm-hmm. with my daughter's birth that has to do with hospitals and tools going missing during a C-section. Oh, God. <laughs> They've got to triple count all those things. And if something doesn't come up, uh, they get worried they may have yeah. left it somewhere. Sure. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, God. Um, but my wife tells a story that she was in the delivery room. I had already received our daughter, taken her for her okay. first bath. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, that's what dads get to do. If you didn't know that, they remove, remove the baby, cut the cord and say, all right, dad, wheel it down. Time for his bath. Did you, wait, take out the baby? No. Okay. No, no, no. no. Okay. I'm not allowed on that. They aren't allowed on that side of the curtain. But Oh, n- not even you. Mm-mm. Not even the husband. Mm-mm. Not not during oh, a C-section. Okay. Not during a C-section. That's it's, surgery. I guess, right. It's open. Um, yeah. But mm. yeah, uh, I did get to witness part of my son's birth, though, from okay. the other side of that curtain. Like this I said, traumatic. Okay. Um, but my daughter's <laughs> oh. birth was so easy. My yeah. wife tells a story that she was in, she was there in post-op. Mm-hmm. Just chilling. The daughter, I was with our daughter giving her her first bath, recording it with my little handheld and all that. Yeah. She took a nap. She closed <laughs> her eyes, asked the nurse, so can I just take a nap? And I think the nurse made a comment like, yeah, it's probably the last one you're going to get for a little while, so enjoy it. And she closed oh, her eyes for 15 to 20 minutes, goodness. just took a nap That's on the great. on the operating table. So. But was the recovery, well, so you can't, I can't compare the two mm-hmm. deliveries. But my question is, as far as a C-section, that recovery is pretty hard i hear it can be okay and a lot of that again goes back to what your expectations are going in if it's your first child and you've never had a Mm c-section yeah i bet that recovery can be uncomfortable painful um apologies to all the women out there who want to reach through their screens and punch me in the face yes i am a man talking about (laughs) c-section recovery i should probably shut the hell up at this point but i can say personally that my wife's C-section recovery was easy compared to our first son. Okay. So. Okay. 
and that mm-hmm. all all you have is your own personal perspective on things. Sure. So, like I said, our daughter was a breeze, total yeah. breeze. And not only that, we we had better expectations and understandings about how my wife's body was going to operate mm-hmm. post pregnancy, um, and yeah, what what the transition home would be like. Mm-hmm. We had her room ready. Right. We had her bed ready. No worries. Yes, we knew that we would be up twice a night mm-hmm. feeding. Um, all that stuff you just experience comes wisdom it's it's simple second child excuse me is definitely way easier than uh is i I feel like i'm far-fetching on that um would you say second child is way easier than first child uh not way easier but you have you have experience but Mm -hmm. the tendency is to make your children the same and they're oh, not. Okay. And so we we learned that lesson right up because mm-hmm. their births were different. We can say child one birth was like this. First couple of days was like this. Child two birth was 180 degrees different. First couple of days were 180 degrees different. Huh. These are two different children. We need, okay. to, we need to treat them differently. Yeah. So once you learn that lesson, mm-hmm. whenever that is in your parenting experience, mm-hmm. then things can start to become easier. But yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 labor aspect not the childbirth labor but like changing diapers mm. feeding babies changing clothes when your child inevitably has an explosion of <laughs> something or other either out their mouth or their backside in the <laughs> middle of a nordstrom hey you know what that that stuff comes with time that's easy that's practical okay but um and so for that reason a second child i think could be qualified as easier yeah hmm. so any more kids no done it too done I mean, you got a boy and a girl. Got a boy and a girl, exactly what we wanted, the way we wanted them, in the order we wanted them. Nice. Blessed. Totally Dream blessed. Team. And funny, your things you notice when, when you have two kids is the world is built for four. Cars are built oh. for four. Booths at restaurants are built for four. Solid. Tables are built for four. Dining room tables are built for four. Never thought about the that. The moment you add five. Things get way more complicated. <laughs> oh, so uh, that's hilarious. I never yeah. thought about that, but that's so true. Yeah, I've always worried about, um, um, I dated someone in high school and he, there were four kids in that family, but, you know, plus parents. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't ever go anywhere because it was six plane tickets. Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way. Oh, I mean, some, some people are, are lucky enough to be able to pull that off. I think I agree with you, though. Most people, that's going to be that's oh. going to be a struggle, not only financially, but just psychologically. My goodness. <laughs> I, no, no fair. one will ever be happy at the same time as someone else. Mm. So, yeah, we we reflected on our limitations. There we recognized them and knew that we <laughs> needed to stop with two. So two is good. Two is good. That's so we fun. also have a cat. So and a cat. that stretches that stretched our boundaries. Two, 2.2. Yeah. Um, the fish is pretty easy. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm sure comparatively it's much easier. Yeah. Um, would you say that your wife also, and I know you, I, I don't mean for you to speak for your wife, but I'm just trying to understand both of y'all's dynamics. She, because she carried the baby and birthed the baby, she's kind of on a different page. Mm-hmm. Y'all aren't all at the same level. Oh, I completely agree with that. Yeah, 100%. And it, it goes back to that. My expectations mm-hmm. were wrong going in. Mm-hmm. They were set by idyllic things I'd seen in the media, seen in movies. Right. You know, I expected to have a son, love my son, and move on. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you you are one hundred percent correct. We were at different points in our relationship with our children. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds very. That scenario sounds very difficult to have a happy. You two, you you and your wife to have a happy relationship, and then obviously as a as a family, the three of you. It sounds. How do you? I don't understand how you even like. I don't really understand how you get past that, other than the fact that shit we took a vow you got the wedding ring on Hmm. and and um how to get past i mean it's just like any other complication in a marriage whether uh you know a husband gets a promotion and needs to change cities 
what are you going to do? Um, someone loses a sibling or a best friend. All of those things are complications in marriage. Yeah. I think parenting is another one of those. It's turned up. It's turned up. But yeah, you we took a vow. And not only did we take a vow, but you, you make a personal commitment to someone like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, through thick and thin, richer or poorer, sickness or in health. Yeah. Um, it's beyond those words. And there's an understanding of when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to be here. That's sure. That's what we agreed to do. And mm-hmm. it goes both ways. So when we were faced with these struggles, you focus on the end end mm-hmm. game. You mm-hmm. hope it's there. You try and find that light at the end of the tunnel. And when you spot it, you swim for it or run for it as fast as you can while mm-hmm. trying to maintain everything in balance. So it, it, it's not easy. I, I don't know if I answered your question or not. It, it, it was a struggle. Yeah. Um, it, parenting and pregnancy put a strain on your marriage. Yeah. That's that's a fact. Their hormones are changing, taste buds are changing, likes are changing, expectations are changing. Women, some of my best friends tell the story of when you're pregnant, you start just having to to this I'm talking about moving in a parking lot, mm-hmm. walking between cars. Mm-hmm. You start when oh. you're pregnant, you turn sideways uh-huh. because you can't fit through <laughs> between the cars. But then there reaches a point in your pregnancy where you're, you can't turn sideways anymore (laughs) and you have to start moving forward. I think that's a good analogy for just how Hmm. things change and you have to adapt and Mm -hmm. your attitude towards them. You try and stay positive. Yeah. But you can't always control the emotions that you're going to feel. You can acknowledge them, but you can't control them. For how long would you say your marriage wasn't was maybe at a low point because of this situation? Um, let me think about that. Um, and maybe low. This points. this is so all of the negative emotions and everything I've described. Mm-hmm. Parenting has never caused the low point in my marriage the low okay. points in my marriage have been outside of parenting okay for sure okay so i'm i'm gonna leave it at that yeah if that's okay yeah um but that has to do with parenting you're on the same team sure. you're both working for towards improving the life of someone else improving the life of your child there are other aspects of marriage where mm-hmm. you're not on the same team sometimes and those okay. i think have been a lot harder okay i think that kind of gives me hope a little bit because it's like, how do we have this goal that we both want and then it's going to kind of cut us down. Yeah, but- I mean, there, there's a lot of instinct and a lot of biology that clicks in and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a not an expert in any of that. I can only tell you what happened to me. Um, but there, there are a lot of moments that make it easier and make it worthwhile. Hmm. Um, you don't see them coming. You can't foresee them, but um, videos of my son walking. Uh, mm. His first word was "dada." Was it really? It was. Oh, were you like, "This is a huge win"? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not a huge win. It was totally a huge win. <laughs> um, that's awesome. He just learned to ride a bike. Um, oh, that's that's, cool. that's a big one. Um, using the potty. Mm. is a big one i will uh transition here to a little joke people talk about milestones what are the important milestones for your children mm-hmm. i will say with 100 percent certainty the most important milestone for me as a parent and my children was them learning to throw up in a bucket <laughs> or in the toilet because when they can make that happen nice. and it's not on your couch right or your bed mm. or your cat <laughs> life gets a lot better that's awesome yeah So those those milestones make it worthwhile. And again, we go back to something we said a long time ago. That relationship is is two ways. I don't ever want to undermine my son's value to me, but he ascribes value in my life. He gives me value by asking me questions, listening to me, looking Mm. up to me, mimicking or mirroring 
what I want him to do. Mm-hmm. Those things all give me value. So it's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's no longer a one way thing. It's not me loving my son and hoping for love in return. It's, it's 100% reciprocal now. And yeah. because of that, that relationship now has much more value than anything else. If, uh, when he grows up, and he's off in college or getting even further down the road. Fingers getting crossed, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's not doing those things. How will you find value? You know, that's that's something I've thought about a long time. Um, what, what I'm going to say here does not necessarily align with what a lot of teachings or religious principles really agree with, so... Uh, I'm coming at it with my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find I find value in. I can replace that value with other relationships, specifically with my relationship with my wife. Okay. Um, I I think children take up a huge space mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. but when they do move on, my hope is that other relationships will help fill them. Grandchildren will eventually come down the line. I know a lot of parents talk about that. That's, oh my God, can't even believe I just said that. You're about Um, to be a grandpa. No, I'm not that old. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think think for both my wife and I, we will fill in to that gap Hmm. and really rededicate our lives entirely to each other because our personal experience and my understanding is my, my life's not my own anymore. It's mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. My life belongs to my children, and then it belongs to my wife, and then it belongs to me. That's the order of it. There is a one, two, three there. And so when my children are gone, my life will then be gone, belong to my wife again entirely. And that makes you happy? Um, Yeah, I think so. That, that thought makes me happy, sure. But right now I'm living in the now. You know, I'm sure. just giving everything I can to my children. Mm-hmm. So. Would you say that it was it would be um, it was helpful for you when um, your son was an infant to feed him, to carry him, to I know that sounds yeah. no, I'm just waiting for the appropriate moment to say one hundred percent yes. okay, yeah, that's incredibly valuable. That's how that relationship is built. okay. Yeah. You're establishing trust, mm-hmm. uh, you're establishing presence, mm-hmm. um, mindfulness, awareness, um, mm-hmm. and just even basic recognition. I mean, right. it, babies do not have very many thoughts. Most of their thoughts involve food. Mm-hmm. And if they can establish a relationship beyond their mother with this person also supplies me with food, mm-hmm. this ergo, this person is also important. Yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. Uh, in high school... Um, you where you taught and where I went, it was a religious school. Mm-hmm. And I remember in one of my theology classes, I had um, uh, in in my theology class, the professor explained that you, you even when you have kids, you your relationship kind of like what you were saying your your uh, list was. Even when you have kids, it should still remain your partner, yes, and yeah. then your kids. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've I've heard I've heard that I've read it. Um, I cannot personally do that. Yeah, um, it's that's it's not how I'm wired. I appreciate people who can maintain that. Um, you see that that does happen. I see people who say it happens. Okay. Um, but it's not it's not how my life works. Yeah, totally. But, and again, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. So I, um, I love the idea of it, Mm -hmm. but like you said, it just seems like instinctually, like maybe that just, that wouldn't, it would be kids. What you said, kids, wife, yourself. I, I think there's sort of a false dichotomy there that the love you feel for your children is the same type of love that you feel Mm. for your wife Mm -hmm. and so that's that's it's it's not i mean one one is a romantic partnership love and Mm -hmm. the other is a uh, sort of sustaining protective love Mm. and i think those are two for me at least two very different emotions Mm -hmm. um 
they don't normally come into conflict at all. Hmm. Um, and my list is dependent a lot upon the fact that I am a stay-at-home dad. It's not stay-at-home husband. Right. So my job hmm. is to take care of my kids. And that's my wife's totally on board with that. That is what our relationship is based upon. Right. Um, so that probably affects my list somewhat. Again, I would never disparage someone who can manage to uh, keep their spouse first. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not what my life is. Mm-hmm. So. How you kind of describe it, but how would you say... I don't know if you can better describe it, not because of you, because it's about love and that's so hard, but you, you chose to love your wife, mm-hmm. but you do, you don't choose to love your children or you do, I guess. I don't cause it's blood, right? Mm-hmm. So you're choosing someone. So the, the thing parents will often say, mm-hmm. I love my kids. I don't always like my kids. <laughs> and so that, that right. love is instinctual. There's nothing that can take that away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my kid could break the worst rule in school. I'm going to knock on wood over here. Hopefully he won't. <laughs> he could do something that would really make make me angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that anger is temporary and that love is is really forever. And it's, it's biological, like you said. Yeah. You got any advice in your pocket? Uh just prepared to be unprepared. Take all your expectations, take all your plans, make them. Sure. Okay. Allow, allow them to happen if they happen. But if they don't, you got to remain flexible. Got to understand that you're not the first parents mm-hmm. who have ever, you know, had this experience. Every single parenting story is different mm-hmm. in some way or another. But if you have, you know, negative feelings about what's going on with it or struggling with parenting in terms of how it's making you feel you're not alone mm. you're not uh you don't have to struggle by yourself mm-hmm. and i, I kind of the reality of it is <laughs> that you're not the first person that's gone through what you're going through so find someone else listen to someone else read something else mm-hmm. that can help you understand what you're feeling and understand that it will change Mm -hmm. that's that's there there's there's your pocket sort of wisdom to take from this the moment you get used to parenting Mm -hmm. it changes okay okay and that that's that's concrete and easy when my i remember when my son was six months old to nine months old i had that schedule like i was telling you about down sure then he learned to walk (laughs) life changes sure he gave up his afternoon nap life changes mm. then he starts going out on play dates life changes so the moment you get used to something yeah as a parent the moment you think you've got your child figured out as a parent they're going to change and life's going to change on you so always evolving keep that in the back of your head yeah in the back of your thoughts to stay prepared for when those moments happen because they're mm-hmm. frustrating yeah. you're like oh i i had this i don't understand why you are lying on your back and screaming about a book that you've never owned and I have never heard of, but you are 100% certain exists. Right. Where is this coming from? I don't understand. Just prepare for those moments. You're not going to handle them all gracefully. They're not Mm. easy. You're not going to be a perfect parent. There is no perfect parent. Yeah. Be comfortable in that understanding that things are going to change. Things are going to go badly. Mm-hmm. Things are going to be a struggle, but in the end, the relationship that a parent has with their children is unbreakable. Hmm. This is that's really I I like that. There's no way there's no way of repairing preparing. You you can try. You can try. And sure. some some I have heard of some people whose birth plans actually come true. <laughs> I have never met any of those people, but they are out there. I have read them on the internet. So. <laughs> Those unicorns. Mm-hmm, they mm. do exist. Sounds like some blogger that's lying. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> I'm being pessimistic. Um, You're being is, realistic, not pessimistic. There's a difference. There you go. Would you, this is kind of off topic a little bit. Um, do you feel pressure, now that your kids are older and they're in school, do you feel pressure or like a political politeness in at school with other parents? Uh, give me a little bit more. What do you... Um, are you ever judged for being a stay-at-home dad or, or like, oh, he, oh, he volunteered for this thing, but he didn't volunteer for the next event. You know, we, we have a really good school. The stay-at-home dad thing has been something that has been a struggle for the entirety of the time. Um, Hmm. I have, I've not lost friendships over it in terms of conflict. Mm-hmm. But I definitely experienced people walking away from me hmm. once they weren't comfortable. Moms weren't comfortable having a play date with a stay-at-home dad. Um, oh. Yeah, no, that's a real thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised. Uh, it wasn't as surprising to me as I thought it would be. It was upsetting. It was sure. it made me grumpy because it was missed opportunities for my kids. Not, yeah. Not so much missed opportunities for me. Hmm. Um, but I actually, just yesterday... Mm-hmm was volunteering for a committee at school <laughs> doing some decorating at school. Doesn't this sound fun? All oh. those dads out there, you too you can volunteer to decorate <laughs> your child's elementary school. I was meeting with them and yeah. uh, it was a group of six moms and me. Okay. And one of the moms started talking about how she was going to sign her husband up to do this because it was something he'd be good at. And he never has a chance to really volunteer in the school. He always says he wants to volunteer, mm. but he never actually does it. So, you know, what? I'm going to make him. And she oh, stopped no. dead sentence and looked at me and I waved back at her just, hello. Yes, I am a dad. I am here. I can hear everything you're saying about your husband right now. So, yes, those moments, those moments have come up. Um, I'm used to them now, and I will say I am blessed to have a circle of mostly female friends mm-hmm. at my kids' school who accept me, mm-hmm. who invite me to do things, and that's who nice. are perfectly happy to have me around. And that's not sure. that hasn't always been the case, hmm. but right now I'm in a really good spot, and I am thankful for all of them because I, I have been the odd man out before, and yeah. that sucks, but I'm not there right now. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm really worried why she thinks that she can sign another human being up for something, but I that, that's marriage. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's what oh, it's about. You get it? to sign your spouse up for activities that they don't want to do. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was in my vows. <laughs> I think I think it was. We will watch Harry Potter every weekend. Are you saying you don't? Oh, <laughs> I don't. I'm so confused. <laughs> um. Oh. I just have like good memories of a Harry Potter assignment that you gave. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I'd never seen Harry Potter and I didn't know how to do your assignment <laughs> because I'd never watched it. And I don't think you believed me at the time. You were like, are you kidding me? Like, just do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but oh, I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember that assignment. I, have to, uh, I assume you're familiar with the uh, Harry Potter world now. No, uh, no, not really. <laughs> I'll I'll get I'll get on it. I've seen a, a couple movies. You know their books, right? You can read, you can read them. <laughs> I'm not gonna read them. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a better call out than. Mm, we'll move on because I'm just embarrassing myself at this point. Did you share everything that you wanted to share? I think so. I think we got to it. And just to reiterate, in particular, to all the parents out there male or female, mm-hmm. that the experience is challenging in a way that you can't predict. Mm-hmm. It's rewarding in a way you've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. But don't do it alone. Okay. Don't, don't parent alone. Don't keep your feelings to yourself alone. You hopefully have a spouse. You have friends. You have family. Mm-hmm. Share. Share with them. Right. What you're going through. Have that support. Have that support. Um, you'll be surprised if you do how many people will nod and agree with you nonchalantly. Like, oh, yeah, totally. That's that's totally what my mm-hmm. parenting experience was like. And that will make you realize that you're going to get through it. You're right. going to get through the downs. You're going to 
realize the ups and they're incredible when they happen. Nice. I like it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Oh, this was a lot of fun. I'm so glad. I think we should do another one and I'll tell, I'll just guest host one day and tell Maria high school stories. Oh God. Let's hear one. Do you have one? Oh, off the top of my head. Oh, I should have prepared. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the one that I, the, the image of you that sticks with, with me and it's what I, what I shared with you over coffee is when you got moved up to varsity. Oh, soccer. soccer. Yeah. And you came to practice. I was the JV coach at the time. Mm-hmm. You came with all the other JV players. And in front of the whole team, I looked at you and I was like, Maria, get out of here. And you were so <laughs> like, confused and so innocent. Why? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And I just pointed to the varsity and said, you play on that team now. And hell yeah, <laughs> joy and happiness that everyone else had. And you were embarrassed and excited <laughs> yeah. and still confused because my sense of humor was a little <laughs> tricky for a 15 year old girl. Yeah. Um, but seeing your smile and watching you jog away. Nice. That was that was a good moment for me as a coach. Made me feel happy. Made me feel happy for you. Cool. And uh, yeah, there's one one little Maria high school story. <laughs> Thanks for. I'm so glad you remember that. That was a really cool moment. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. No problem. For all of it. Bye, everyone. Take care. <laughs>